Welcome to Knights of the Video Game Table Podcast, episode 108. This one is for the Game Alley. Great place, unfortunately went under. February 24th, 2013. Alright, before we start our episode, I wanted to... Give a shout out, tip our hats, and a moment of silence for the Game Alley, which is a was unfortunately a local uh, video game store here in the Bay Area in the East Bay in Castro Valley that has just recently closed. They were really good people, really good store. We been they were there since like I think oh eight. Yeah, something like that. Um, and along with them, Patrick. Uh, you you can talk a little more about this. I don't know if you have much more, but um, one up and GameSpy dot com and U- UGO dot com are all closing also. So this is a sad week in video game stuff, I guess you could say. The, is there more? Do you know more about it than that? Or well, since you just pulled my one of my stories out from underneath me, um, I know pretty much IGN funny. did a lot of layoffs. They want to stick to their main. Um, their main two, which is uh, IGN, and I'm going to go blank on the other one. I didn't have it pulled up yet since I had it for a story for later on, and you didn't tell me you were going to talk about that. Sorry, sir. But, um, yeah, I'll I'll look it up to see what the other one is. But pretty much they just want to focus on those two and gave the big middle finger to the um, to the, the, the other sites that they probably – knowing they probably were on their own, and then they were like, oh, come join IGN. I don't know this for a fact. I'm no, just yeah, taking that's, a while that's what against happened. how shit goes. You know what I mean? One come join with... IGN. Things will be great. And then now uh, we're going to – One Up and GameSpy, I know, were their own for a while, for a long time. What's sad about this is I just recently – I mean, I've, I've known about One Up for a long time, and I've actually listened to some of their podcasts and such. But it hasn't been until recently that I've actually realized how great the website – and the stories are on there. I actually like them a lot better than, than uh, IGN. <laughs> so that that's kind of sad. But again, a moment of silence for Game Alley especially. But oh. um, also the 1UP and GameSpy and UGO. All right. So that was a really fast. Uh... <laughs> yeah, but I said a moment. I didn't say a minute. <laughs> yeah, well, so anyway, so they're basically just focused on their two flagship brands, like I said, which is IGN and Axemen. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, unfortunately, as a result, we have made the decision to close sites and restructure our teams accordingly. If they don't know who they restructured, they fired them all. No, they didn't fire them all. I heard that uh, some of the leads went to... Uh, well, you know what I mean. Yeah, but but yeah, a lot you of people... Oh, yeah, so the people that were already up high anyways making a lot more money than probably these lower-end guys that are, were working their ass off got, you know, got. of course they kept them, but all the hard-working guys that were kept the site running, they got rid of. Probably. And now they're out of a job. Yeah, probably. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's it's sad. And uh, so let's talk a little about us. We, or I'm sorry, th- this week we, I have with me Patrick. What it do? And I am your host, Jeremy. So let's get right into what we've been playing. So let's do that. All right, so I have two games on my list this week, and I'm actually, <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually had a lot of fun with one of them, but I'm going to start with Eve of Genesis for the Android, and I believe it's on iOS also. It's a role-playing game by um, Chemco, which I talked about a few weeks ago. Um, it's, I believe, either their highest-rated or their second-highest-rated game, because they have like 20 of them out, or 15 of them. And so I got this a while back for free on a on a uh, promotion, and I finally decided to check it out, and I'm, I've am i only played maybe about a half hour, but I'm really liking it. It's a turn-based RPG, you know, very classic, uh, you know, Final Fantasy type RPG. But what's cool about, well, there's two things about this. One is the cool factor of it includes a lot of cool stuff that, you know, a lot of the old, old school RPGs never thought about doing. Uh-huh. But on the same side, it, it's, it, on the other side of me, it's kind of basic. Um... Like they they throw in some cool things, but none of it's fleshed out. Like the the combat system includes some cool mechanics, but at the same time, it's not fleshed out to where you feel like, wow, this is really innovative. It's more like, well, they kind of took 
stuff from modern RPGs and threw it in there, but didn't really make it full-fledged. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, it's still cool. I mean, it's a it's an Android game. Uh, a mobile game, I mean. And so, I'm having fun with it. You know, I'll only be playing it when I'm on the go or whatever. So, I was sitting at Desiree's office while we were waiting for her to get off work one day. So, I sat there for a half hour playing the game. <laughs> and the second game on my list is Ghost Recon Future Soldier. And not only did I play this game this week, but I beat the hell out of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I beat it today. Uh, Even though it was frustrating the hell out of you. Yeah, man. Okay, so I, I beat this game in, in in three sessions actually. The first the first time was about two hours. Second time was about four hours, and then today was about three hours. So that gives you an idea about how long the game is. I beat it on veteran. Um, the game was a lot of fun, and there were a lot of different elements to it. Um, there were scenes where you had to be stealthy and you couldn't get seen. There were scenes where you couldn't be stealthy and, and you had to fight, like, firefight. And then there were scenes where you chose either to be stealthy or not. And in most of the stealthy scenes, you could either choose to take out enemies in groups um, or pass them by, pretty much. Uh, you couldn't always pass by enemies because the, the stealth suit is not invisibility, but more um, camouflage. Uh-huh. So, like, if, if you're sitting down there and you have your camouflage active and a guard is near you, they're going to see you. You know, it's not, it's not, I was telling you this the other day, it's not like um, some other games where, like, a Metal Gear Solid, where if you don't move, you can't be seen. It's, you still could be seen. But, yeah. um, but the, I really like the four player aspect of this. I just wish I had, I knew people who had the game. Uh, I think playing with two people, like, you know, two player co op would have been a lot of fun. Four players, I think. It would have been really, really crazy. Um, some of the time, a lot of points in the game, you have to do, you have to kill four four uh, enemies at once. And to do this, you tag them, and then you know the computer, you, you shoot, and the computer player shoots at the same time as you. Well, if one, let's say you're playing four player co op, and one person doesn't shoot fast enough or shoots early then you're going to raise the alarm and you're going to have a, either a game over or you're going to have like a ton of extra soldiers on you. Uh-huh. So I think it would be really hard if it was four players. Uh, it would be a lot of fun, but it would be, a, it would be more challenging. So getting to, to how, what frustrated me, there's this scene towards the end, and I'm not going to give away... Uh, this, it's very minor spoilers. No story spoilers, just kind of a little spoiler for, for one of the stages. You have seven targets you have to take out throughout the stage. Uh, the first two are relatively simple. Um, you have to go in, in, you have to find them in, one's in a house, one's in a barn, and you, so you take them two out, you, it doesn't matter if you alert them or not, they fight back, you kill them, and you move on. For the, once you get to the next area, this one area has three of their targets in, in the same area, and you have to take out all three before they get to, the, get to a, a helicopter. So... I'm trying everything I can, and then you, it's time, too, so you only have five minutes. So I, I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm trying everything. I'm trying st- strategic. So each time, it takes about four to five minutes to try it out, and I tried it ten times yesterday, at least. And I, I'm going through all, like, you know, I'm, I'm marking my targets, killing them, and I got it down to where I got all the way to it down to a science, where I killed, like, the first three sets of, of guards within, like, the first 30 seconds, and then I could never get the third the well the fifth target he kept getting to the helicopter before I could kill him <laughs> so finally like i got so frustrated that i gave up i'm doing dishes and it just hits me i'm like i know how to do it now <laughs> you know one of those moments where you're thinking about the game after you're done playing and it's just like it's like oh how how could i be so dumb and basically it just it just involved going around and yeah, um, I got on today and I did it in the first try, so that was cool. But and then the last two targets are also kind of hard because they're running from you, and if they get more than two hundred meters away, basically, then it's game over. Oh, yeah. All the while, you have soldiers attacking you, trying to help them get away. You have people with RPGs attacking. You have vehicles, so you have to like dodge, and you have to at certain parts you have to basically let your three teammates take care, take take out the enemy while you're moving forward just to make sure you keep up with this these these guys um and the last scene which i'm not gonna give it away 
the last scene in the game was uh, was pretty cool. And then the credits roll, and as as you know, Patrick, you were actually talking about this a while back, most games have a uh, ending after the credits, right? Yeah. Well, I'm going through the credits, long-ass credits, probably five minutes into the credits, I fall asleep. You fell asleep during the credits? Dude, it went silent. There's no more music. It was just rolling credits, and I was, I only got four hours of sleep last night. I was so freaking tired. Well, whose fault's it? Well, that's another story. It's... Yeah, and so I'm I'm like sitting there and I'm like okay, and then the music I was fine as long as the music was on. The music went off and I was like, all of a sudden I woke up an hour later. My Xbox had turned itself off, and I'm sitting there like, what the heck happened? And so, uh, yeah, I don't know if there was an extra ending after the credits or not. But um, I haven't tried multiplayer yet. I haven't done much other than um, I, I played through the single player. And it's a lot of fun. I'm I'm so happy I bought it. Great game. I definitely want to play some multiplayer, and I I definitely want to go back and and uh, each each uh, level has challenges. Uh. Uh-huh. And I you know my first playthrough I didn't worry about the challenges. If I got one, I got one. If I didn't, I didn't. I didn't look at them. Um. But now that I've gone through and I'm actually pretty you know good at the stealth and all that stuff, I'm gonna go back and try to. I don't know if I'll try to get the challenges done on every stage because some stages are really long and would be frustrating. But the cool thing is, even if you die, as long as you get to a checkpoint after you unlock the... Well, like, it, once you unlock the challenge, uh-huh. you no matter what, that challenge is done. So even if you die, like, the second you unlock it, um, but then you get to a, a checkpoint on the next life, then you, it's still unlocked. Well, that's good. So it's not like in those games where it's like, oh, I unlocked it, but I died doing it, so I have to do it again. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. So that's cool. Um, there's also online, there's also DLC. I didn't see any game content DLC, but I'm, I'm going to look into it. But I, I'm telling you, like, for 40 bucks, which, or, I think I paid 30 bucks, huh? No, 40 Um, bucks. I don't 30, remember. 35, something like that. For that price, especially, this game was well worth it. I had a lot of fun, and I'm going to continue to have a lot of fun with it. Now, the next game I'm going to go into is probably Zone of the Enders. And that's it for my game list. What about uh, your Exora's Wrath? Oh, well, yeah, I plan on playing that, but um, I'm more excited for uh, Zone of the Enders HD Remix. For what? Zone of the Enders HD. Oh, okay, you cut out for Saint. Oh, yeah, my bad. Um. So what have you been so, playing, sir? What have I been playing? Yes, what have you been playing? Well, uh, no surprise, Gears of War 3. <laughs> um... And some more, the NHL 13, which I'm still not convinced I want to keep. <laughs> Might be a yeah. trade-in for one of these games coming out next month. Oh, yeah. Yeah, do fuck it, it soon because um, that, those games drop in value quick. DMC Devil May Cry, which uh, is a lot better than I thought it was going to be. That's good because um, I know you were kind just of... Be- huh? You were unsure about it. Say that again? I said I know you were kind of unsure about it. Yeah, um, because just because the way Dante looked and the way they did certain things, and um, I mean, obviously this game just came out like two weeks ago, so I'm not going to give too much away about it. But uh, things make sense as the story goes along. That's good, and it connects with it. Kind of connects with the other stories, so at least that makes sense too. Um, There's some things that drive me freaking crazy in the game. Just the way some of the okay, like one of the bosses I fought. This is I'm not gonna say who it is. I'm not gonna say when I fought him, but one of his moves he does, it was like almost impossible to to dodge it. I kind of mm. got the hang of it finally, but it was just like it was getting on my nerves. But like where there was nowhere else for me to go, and he was pretty much scanning the whole area with this attack he was doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I always said, like, I love challenging games, but sometimes it's just like, it gets to the point where you're like, really? Yeah, <laughs> like, seriously. I mean, give me a challenge, but holy shit, you gotta be kidding me. Yep. Um, one other thing that gets to me is always, but this is not just because of Devil May, not just Devil May Cry games, is the games where they have you jump, like, from, like, like things are floating in the air and you gotta jump to the next one. Uh-huh. But, like, his jumps are more powerful than what the jump really is, so you end up jumping over the fucking thing you're trying to jump over, <laughs> jump to. Yeah. Shit like that, where you have to realize how hard it hit the tap, 
tap the A button. And then sometimes it's like you should know, but like it's just like sometimes it's like okay, I have to use my um my burst to get there. You use the burst, and you're like, oh well, there goes the ledge. I guess I'm falling to my death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um. But, you know, I mean, that's just stuff you have to deal with in games. I mean, like, just like, or like, there's, uh, we were fighting, I was fighting these things, uh, these demons near an edge, and, like, I'm hitting them and pushing them, but they don't fall off the the ledge. But they do a, like, a speed attack towards me and barely touch me, and I go flying off the edge. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah. (laughs) I'm more powerful than these lower class demons. Why aren't they flying off the damn edges? But whatever. Um, but I'm ha- I'm having hell of fun with it. I am actually on the last part of the game. Um, it was starting to frustrate me, so I stopped. Um, also, we were going to do this. I didn't want to do this too late. Yeah. So, um, but I'm really enjoying it. Uh, it's definitely, like I said, a lot better than what I had. Because, like I said, just seeing the previews and seeing how things were different and stuff like that, it kind of puts you off. Like, you, anybody knows me, I'm the type of person that really likes sticking to the lore of what the, the game, the character is, or the lore of the story, yeah, the origins. If you, if you, yeah, if you bring out I don't an like origin when story, things get, like, twisted. If you bring out an origin story or something in the main series, I, I agree, too. It's like, stick with it or don't do it. Well, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah, you know, Just like, for example, with... Michael Bay in the Ninja Turtles movie he wanted to make. Well, oh no, they're not mutant Ninja Turtles. They're from outer space. Yeah. No, no. fucker. Seriously. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. I mean, like, you know, obviously when they do things from games to movies or games to whatever, it's some things are going to change. Like, okay, for Silent Hill, for example, I kind of talked about it last week, I think, when I talked about the movie. There's certain things that it's like that that didn't happen until later on in a different game, you know. Or Pyramid Head never showed up in in this the story with Alyssa and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you kind of okay, Pyramid Head's in it though. He's like the 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 poster boy for Silent Hill, you know. Yeah. So like little things you can kind of let go, but it's like if they completely change the story, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, well you know in this one, um, Heather she can fly now. She found <laughs> magic wings. And she can fly through the and, and she has a, a cross that she throws at people like Simon Belmont and it hurts them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, n- no. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's just stuff like that that drives me nuts. Um, but like I said, it's 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 worth picking up. And like I said, I, I kind of barreled through it this weekend. Um, I put a lot of hours into it yesterday and a few of them today. Um, it doesn't seem as long as like Devil May Cry Four did. How long do you think you put into it? I, you know what? Next time I get on it, I can I can tell you because it tells me how long you've been playing it. But oh, okay, I'd say I put in a good maybe seven, eight yesterday. Oh, okay. And no, maybe not that much. Maybe like six. Mm-hmm. I was playing it for the majority of the day, and then today I probably put a good three or four. So about ten, probably ten to twelve hours. You think? Yeah, but like I said, like Devil May Cry four, I feel like was a lot longer of a game. Yeah. And the other thing with this one is, like, I feel like some of the weapons were rushed. Like, I got, like, three or four of the weapons, like, in a matter of, like, three missions. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> you think they were just unnecessary like to have? <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Either way, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And if you're a Devil May Cry fan, I'd say pick it up and, and get a little more inside to the story. Cool, cool. Um, I mean, I guess I could say this. It's not going to ruin anything but it i would say it is officially a prequel you ruined it for me oh uh, well you weren't gonna play it anyways <laughs> but yeah it is a prequel to it yeah um the funny thing is well i don't want i guess it's not really giving anything away I'll, I'll tell you later okay i don't want to if, ruin it for someone else who might be expecting this to see this or that um been also reading my uh Gears of War, Anvil Gatebook, and that's pretty much it for what I've been playing. Cool, cool. How, so I'm going to move on to what's coming out for uh, the week of 3.3 to 3.9. How much longer do you have in your book? Um, i say I'm... I'm past half, officially right. now. I, I know I said that before, and then I looked at how many pages were in it. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm officially past half. Cool, cool. So, it's kind of funny. I wish I would have read this book prior to Gears 3 coming out, because it's supposed to be in between Gears 2 and 3. Yeah. 
Um, because then there would have been stuff that I, oh, it's kind of weird. It's like, I wish I would have looked ahead. And then again, I wish I wouldn't have looked ahead. I know what you mean. Because then there would have been stuff that I was, um, that shocked me when I first played Gears of War 3. Like, oh, what the hell? Yeah. But then, then there was stuff I would have known. Mm-hmm. And some of the characters like, um, Sam and, and Chase, you, or no, not Chase. I take that back. Sam and, um, Bernie. And stuff mm-hmm. like that. You you get more into those two characters, you know, and stuff like that, and 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 leading up to like the Lambit attacks. Like right now, obviously, Gears of War has been out for over a year, so it's not no surprise there's Lambit attacking you through stocks. In the book, it's it's like they're this is before they know about that stuff, and they have ships in the middle of the sea getting it getting attacked, and 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 then. There'll be like stuff like that, like a piece of the stock that came through the the hall, but they didn't. They don't know what the hell it is. They're looking like, what kind of weird tree is this? How the hell did they hit this out here in the ocean? Oh, <laughs> you know. So it's kind of like cool how like I know what's gonna happen because I play the game. Yeah, but at the same time, I want to see how they find everything out exactly. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's like the Mass Effect books. I mean, none of it is like, you know, the books didn't have uh, Commander Shepard in it, but. Uh-huh. And it didn't have any of the characters in it. I guess they kind of couldn't in a way if you think about it because since you get to choose exactly. his path throughout the game and what but, he does, I guess it would be kind of stupid to have, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some of the other like standard uh, story po- points, like you know the Reapers and stuff, though, and then like uh, what's it called? Uh, wow, I'm drawing a blank. What's the uh, the Elusive Man? Uh, if you read the books, you really learn about the Elusive Man and you, you, you hate him a lot more than you do just from playing the game. Uh-huh. Like, in the game, you're like, okay, well, this guy, yeah, he's a little evil, but if you play just the second game, you're kind of like, I mean, you know, if you play just the games, you're kind of like, well, he has he has his reasons, but if you read the books, you you realize just how evil him and his co- uh, company are, you know? Uh-huh. And so it's like, that's, that's what's cool about it, and I'm glad I read the books in the order that I did, because I read them in the order, you know, like, book, game, book, game, yeah, which is how it was supposed to be. Um, if I had played the game first... Or read the book first, you know, in the wrong order. I think I would have felt like I kind of wish I hadn't. You know what I mean? You fucked up. Yeah, basically. <laughs> anyway, all right, go ahead with the releases. So yeah, like I said, releases for three three to three nine. The I would say kind of anticipated new Tomb Raider game. Yeah, I'd say I, so. I definitely want to get it, but it will have to wait because God of War and Gears of War are more important to me. <laughs> I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably end up getting it on Steam sale sometime later in the year, next year. On your PC? Yeah. Yep, yep. Oh, there you go. I was like, on your PC, and then it got oh, silent, and I was like, Yeah, uh. I said yeah, but... So anyway, so Tomb Raider for the PC, PS3, and the 360. Uh, Nor- Naruto Shaputin Ultimate Ninja Storm 3 for the PS3 and the 360. Cool. MLB 13, The Show. For the Vita and the PS3. MLB 2K13 for the PS3 and the 360. Kind of makes me laugh that the show is only... It's a Sony PlayStation exclusive, but they still have 2K13 on <laughs> PS3. Oh, yeah. You would think that since they Sony has the, the show exclusively, that they would... I guess, you know, well, I guess if they know they have customers that like 2K games, that's why they allow it too. But, like, just to, you think that since the show is the, just for them, that they would focus on just selling that one. Oh, yeah. Is it the, is it the same company? No. Oh, okay. That's how I was like. What? Huh? In the show? Yeah. No. Okay. Um, the Amazing Spider Man Ultimate Edition for the Wii U. Cool. Which I know we talked about when it was first announced. You talked about it. That was like months ago. You're on there, yeah. Yeah. All right. So there's your releases, and there's what we've been playing. And we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Living life as a skinny academic. Kids treated me like an epidemic.
right, we are back from our break, and we're going to get into some news stories. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you, have, you haven't heard this first one, then I'm surprised you're listening to this podcast. Uh, PlayStation 4 was announced this week. Um, instead of throw something together and talk about the show and, and everything um, kind of unprepared, I decided, we decided that we'll talk... We'll talk in depth about the PS4 announcement next podcast, so episode 109. I had a chance to watch it yet, because it aired when I was at work, and i just been... Well, yesterday I had time to kind of watch it, but like I said, I was mostly playing Devil May Cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so next podcast, we'll have the full information on the PS4 announcement, and by then, who knows, there might even be more news. Um, I do have some small bits later in the news uh, section, but uh, yeah, PS4 announced. Big news. It looks good. I'll say that. Oh, well, the the well, we'll get into that. All right. Uh, and also, uh, Diablo three has been confirmed for the PS three and PS four. I thought it was already out on the PS three. No, no, they had never said that. They had never confirmed that they were going to do a console release um, until the until I think it was yesterday, or it might have been a couple days ago. And mm. they'd always hinted at doing a, a console release, um, but never confirmed it until now. So that. Yeah, I mean, it's good news. I mean, Diablo would be fun on console. I, I could have sworn they... Well, maybe I'm tripping. No, nope, none of the Diablos have ever been on console. Oh, well, I looked right here. Okay, PS3 has been out since... Oh, no, never mind. Yeah, yeah I guess you're right. <laughs> I thought it... I, you know, in all honesty, I thought that it wasn't. It was only on PC, and someone was telling me that it was on PS3 already. Oh, no, I, yeah. I, me threw my head off. I was like, well, maybe it is, and you know, yeah, because well, the guy that I was talking to really follows Sony a lot. So yeah, well, it's one of those things, you know, like uh, when the game was first announced for PC, they kind of hinted at a console release, so maybe that's why a lot of people probably thought, oh, it probably came out at the same time. Who don't don't really care? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um. Well, I kind of figured this might be one of our next. Uh, this would have been our show title here. <laughs> oh yeah. But, uh, North America gets the middle finger from Sony with no price drop for the Vita. Yeah, I heard they about this. They pretty much said, yeah, well, Japan got their price drop, but you ain't. <laughs> yeah. We're going to keep it this price. It's going to be like that. Deal with it. Suck chode. You know, like, I want a Vita, but this, I mean, I already didn't want to pay the price because I know that, for me, it's not worth it. And for them to basically come out and say, I mean, I was looking at some of the headlines uh, on the different websites, and it basically says... Sony just kind of is screwing America with it. Yeah. That, you know, I'm guessing because the Vita doesn't sell as well here. So they're like, well, we haven't made enough money to drop the price here. But at the same time, drop the price, you're going to get more sales. Exactly. Well, that's my thing. You know, I, I really want a Vita, but there's not enough on there necessarily yet for me to, to you know, go out and get one. But if they had dropped the price, I would have been like, well, okay, maybe I'll get one now then. Yeah. You know, but they are like, you know. Screw I mean, you, America. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it just... Well, I look at it. I mean, like, if you're going to price drop it in a different region, but not price drop it in another one, that, that's how I look at it. That's that's what they're doing. I mean, seriously, it, it's right now the Wi-Fi only version is 249 in America. You drop that 50 bucks to 199 and I'd probably buy it. I mean, that's just me, and I, that's what I've always said. 250 for a, a handheld is just too expensive for me. But, uh, yeah, I guess not. <laughs> we'll see. I'm sure the price drop will come one day. Uh, well, whatever. I mean, they're saying that the decision was made by a region-by-region region basis, but which, which one of your biggest sales, uh, I would think, would be America. America and Japan, I'm sure. I mean, UK and over there are probably two, but not as much as America. Who knows? We Maybe the middle finger. Yeah, maybe we'll see a price drop before the PS4 uh, comes out. Or maybe that's what they're waiting for, people who are excited about the PS4 and the Vita connectivity. All right, so um, I did mention that I do have a few small things about the PS4. Um, Well, basically, these are tidbits uh, from the market analysts from basically a business um, point of view that I was reading. Um, And this has to deal with both the PlayStation 4 and the streaming capabilities of video games in general. Uh, one one person said that, or actually, more than one person agreed on this. Two ninety nine ninety nine is the PS4 sweet spot. 
basically they're saying if the if the console comes out at three hundred bucks, it's gonna sell. It's gonna sell good. And I agree with that, don't you? Yeah. I think two ninety nine that that's a real good price for them. I think I was even saying that in in previous podcasts that you know three ninety nine is way too much. Um, another thing is that games for the next generation will possibly be sixty nine ninety nine instead of fifty nine ninety nine, and this makes sense because of increased costs in production. Now, here's the thing: slowly, I've been noticing that games have been, or uh, companies, especially Sony, has been doing this thing where they charge full price for a retail copy and like ten dollars less for a digital. Which I think is smart. So I think if they come out with sixty nine ninety nine games, you're going to see a lot more people. If and, and they price their digital lower, you're going to see a lot more people going digital. Because seventy bucks is a little lot for a game. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, a, a lot of people were not impressed by the um, the specs and the technology of the PlayStation Four shown, saying that basically PC can already do this and a lot more. So peace well, fucking C, of course. I know, but I I I've always wondered this about consoles. They always come out with, the, you know, they they have these plans for four, eight years, whatever it is, and they come out with technology that's already not top of the line. I mean, granted, you want to keep the cost down. I understand that, but you know, when he was like, when during the show they announced that uh, there would be eight gigs of RAM inside, and eight gigs is is not bad. It's it's still probably a lower top end amount but with the possibility of 32 gigs in a lot of PCs throw in the extra 8 gigs which costs you know hardly anything and make it 16 gigs for future compatibility you know yeah so i can see what they're saying on this it's it's they're coming out with the most powerful system ever but it still isn't that impressive compared to a lot of PCs but you know that that of course happens uh and this is about the rest is about streaming. Twenty million, twenty billion game downloads across uh, uh, mobile platforms in 2013. Um, and this is a trend that's going to continue. Games actually account for 60 percent of all iOS sales and 80 percent of all Android sales. That's pretty crazy. 80 percent. Yeah. Um, Ubisoft. Ubisoft said by 2017, 2018, they they predict their digital sales will su- will surpass the 50 percent mark. Um, which you know that's a, that's a trend that is gonna just keep going. So, but yeah, those are just a few tidbar tid tid tidbits. Thank you that I wanted to share that I was reading today um, from the business world. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll have more. Like I said on the PS4 next episode. Um, Bioshock Infinite season pass coming March twenty sixth for twenty dollars. Well, you totally skipped, but okay. What do you mean skipped? You skipped two stories. Well, one of yours and one of mine. That's okay. Oh, shit. My bad. <laughs> it's okay. Go with the Bioshock one. Well, this basically, yeah. Um, I, I scrolled down too far. I, <laughs> my bad. Um, yeah. So Bioshock is getting a season pass, and it will be here March 26th for 20 bucks. That's not um, bad. 20 bucks is pretty cheap. Oops. Yeah, uh, yeah I had it. Set up and no, I don't have it. God, I've been really messing up the last couple of days, but you know, our last couple of podcasts. But um, pretty much, it didn't really say how much DLC was coming. Yeah, but it's um, it's going to be like I said, twenty bucks or roughly sixteen hundred Microsoft points. And, and here's the whole my only problem, and I know we've talked about this before, and I know your story isn't exactly about this, but here's my only problem with Season Pass. It turns a game that you have never played before. From a sixty-five dollar game to an uh, eighty-five dollar game, you know, if you buy it basically day one with the game, yeah. But then at the same time, I mean, it, depending on like, okay, like Assassin's Creed Three, I kind of wanted to. Uh, I there's like there's already two things out for Assassin's Creed Three. Yeah, I need to get one adds three more missions. The other one, the first episode for um uh. The, the what's it called? George Washington Tyrant or whatever, where like George Washington becomes the king of America and like goes crazy or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't want the multiplayer one. Yeah. And if it ends up being cheaper, then I might just go and get it. Um, like with Bioshock, it's going to provide additional hours 
of gameplay and include new stories, characters, abilities, and weapons. Yeah. So, I mean, and, who, and probably, I don't know if they have multiplayer yet. I could, they were going back and forth if they were going to have multiplayer. Mm. Well, my, my, my thing is with my, um, uh, Borderlands 2, I was so hyped for the game before it came out, and I, I almost bought the season pass. And I, I didn't because I just didn't have enough points on there, and I didn't want to buy more at the time. And I'm so happy I didn't, just because I haven't even picked that game up again. So, you know, well, it, it's like one of those things. It's, it's you're, you're giving the extra money, even even though it's a game you, you think you're going to like, but what happens if you don't end up liking it? You're paying the extra money. Sure, you're still going to download the DLC, of course. But, it's, it, you know, and I, I like the idea of Season Pass. I'm not, I'm not putting it down. I'm just saying that it's, it's a lot to... Uh, you know, in this case, you're paying $85 day one for a game that you've never played. But uh, I'm sure you'll like Bioshock. I, I mean... Yeah, but like it depends <laughs> on the game. Like Once again, it depends on the game. Like if it's some game I've never played before and never heard of or something, then I don't, maybe I don't want to buy the season pass. But as a person who's played the, la- the previous two Bioshocks and, or same thing with, um, like say, Gears of War. They have a season pass. I know I'm going to do the multiplayer. Yeah. No, I know. If, if, if Mass Effect 3 had had a season pass, I would have bought it. So I understand. All right. Uh, next story is a positive story, a, a pretty good, uh, you know, uh, uh, showing that not all the major companies, especially in video games, are bad. Um, so this guy from Reddit called LB Cyber, um, his uh, a, a little over a year ago, his sister died uh, from cancer after a nine-year battle, and he just he wrote about it on his Reddit. Uh, about how you know his he went into a deep depression after his sister died, and he um, used Skyrim as a you know to help him through his depression. And on the one year anniversary of her of her passing away, um, Bethesda actually reached out to him and sent him a uh, signed autographed book art book from Skyrim that was signed from all the members of the Bethesda team. You know, kind of basically saying we're sorry for your loss. Um, so it was a real good gesture by the by the company and the people. Um, LB Cyber uh, basically said it was a day that he he expected to be absolute absolutely agonizing, but ended up with an incredibly heartwarming and unexpected moment of absolute kindness. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, you know, it's one of those things. It's like you don't. You you actually hear a lot about this in the video game industry. Not many industries do this. I mean, we've we've talked about uh, you know like the. Um, Borderlands 2 person who complained about their their copy being broken and uh, by their dog and they got a free copy. I mean, speaking about Borderlands 2 uh and this, my brother-in-law actually he his copy was he played it twice and it stopped working. Uh-huh. Um he called up uh, uh not Bethesda. Who 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 does Yeah, it's Bethesda, right? No. Um, who does what? Borderlands? Yeah. Um uh, I noticed. Wow. What game are you talking about? Borderlands. Is it 2K? Gearbox. There you go. It's 2K and Gearbox. Gearbox yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he 2K. contacted Gearbox oh, nice. and just said, "Hey, my game stopped working." They didn't ask any questions. They said, "All right, we'll send you out a new copy." I mean, of course, he had to prove that he bought it. But other than that, he just sent the broken one in. They sent him a new one. So I mean, you know, you see a lot of this in the video game industry, and I think it's a it's a really positive message from them. It's 2K. Yeah, it's 2K and Gearbox. Yeah, develop is Gearbox, Publishers 2K, so I was right, partially. Yep, yep. I wasn't wrong. Nope. (laughs) But yeah, so happy story. Um, Good guy, Bethesda. (laughs) Yep. All right, so um, Major Nelson from Microsoft comments on Sony's PS4 unveil on his Twitter and puts, announce a console without actually showing a console. That's one approach. <laughs> yeah, I he thought... kind of took a shot at him, um, which is kind of true. I mean, I like I said, I haven't seen the presentation. I saw like maybe ten minutes of a game from Square Enix. I don't even know what the game was. Oh, really? I didn't. See um, that one. But I was just looking at uh, graphics wise, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really catch all of it. From what I understand, they showed the controller. Yep. And they showed a bunch of different games and stuff you can do on it, you know. But they didn't actually show the console yeah and, and to me that is fucking stupid well yeah i mean i watched um well here's the thing i watched the first hour uh and a half i think it was about about two hour show and the streaming was horrible so i had to i had to basically every couple seconds they would pause and then 
buffer. Well, it's probably because there were so many people probably on the site trying to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and see it, it. It, what it was is it wasn't my video buffering; it was their feed buffering. So it was kind of weird. It was like uncontrollable. Um, and I got overloaded. Yeah, basically. Um, at one point, I couldn't even get on PlayStation.com. Put it that way. Um, so you know, I sat through all that, and about an hour and a half, I got so frustrated. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna end up. Uh you know, looking it up later, and I was surprised to find out that no price, no release date or window, and no no showing of the console. I'm like, why did you have a show again just to say, hey, we're making this, you know? Yeah, it's to me stupid. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, just, I'm looking forward to more information, but if you're going to have a whole show dedicated to unveiling it, why not show the console, show the, you know, if you don't have it, push it back a little bit. That's, I don't know why they don't just wait till E3. Well, Microsoft is doing the same thing. They actually, um, there's, there's. Well, they're going to do something because they just, Sony just did theirs, you know? Yeah, um, there's proof, there, there, there's been like, pat, not patents, but um, there's a website that just got uh, bought by Microsoft that's uh, xbox2013.com or something like that. Um, it's pretty much showing that they're going to do, they're going to do something similar within the next month or so. Yeah, well, they'll show their console. Oh, I'm sure they will, <laughs> especially after Major Major Nelson said that. If if he if they don't, <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like you know, he works within the you know he ain't gonna be stupid enough to be like, oh yeah, he's all oh, to say this and then oh yeah, we're not you know. And someone in the company's like, dude, we weren't gonna show ours either. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't think, yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. So uh, last piece of news is uh, the final DLC announced for Mass Effect Three. Um, it's a, actually a pair of DLC, and there's a single-player DLC coming out March 5th for around 15 bucks, and um, it's called The Citadel, and it basically it's a sinister conspiracy targets Shepard, and you must find out the truth. And I was like, well, okay, that sounds cool and all, but if it's the final DLC, are they going to add anything special? And my, um, it was answered that... After beating the DLC, you actually unlock a ton of stuff. You unlock the ability to uh, reconnect with past characters from the Mass Effect trilogy, and um, you know each and how you interact with the characters depends on your friendship with them in past games. Um, it opens up the Silver Coast Casino where you can just go and play games and stuff. Uh, the Armex Combat Area where you can blow off some steam, you know, in a or, or uh, combat arena. And um, you actually unlock and get your own living quarters within the Citadel. Huh. So that's pretty cool. It adds a ton of stuff. And I'm like, that, that's, that's cool. That's doing it right. And the second piece of DLC is, is called Reckoning and will be out February 26th for free. And that's the multiplayer one. And it just adds more classes, weapons, characters, and stuff like that. Mm. And this is, so these will be the last two pieces of DLC, which means soon enough the uh, Game of the Year edition will come out or whatever it's called and I'll buy it and I'll replay the game because it'll probably be cheaper to buy that than all the DLC separately wow well you know I that's why I didn't buy the DLC because I knew that the, like with the uh, mess I forgot which one it was but I bought all the DLC and then it comes out like hey you know we got these packs where you can buy all the DLC for like a third of, or two thirds of the price so Huh. But I'm also looking forward. I want to play the series from. Um, I know Frank was talking about doing this. I don't think he ever got very far, but playing the series from Mass Effect One to Three. All right, that's it for news this week. And uh, before we finish up, let's talk a little uh, King of the Nerds. What do you think about this week's episode? This is episode six. Um. I thought it was really good. Uh, they, they did the anthem song thing. Yeah, uh, I thought both songs were pretty good. Um, I well, you're about to go over it, so yeah. I'll let you do, it and then we can talk about more about it. But what do right. you think? All right. Well, I I I actually love this episode. I I said last week that episode five was my favorite. Now I liked episode six even more. Um, uh. mainly because it just. They the the challenges are getting more interesting. The dynamics of the people are getting more interesting, and um, you can tell that even though you know you have red team or no, not red team, orange team and and, and blue team, um, that you see the the friendships there. You see that you know Danielle does, you know, is it, it they're not they're not at each other's throats like in a lot of reality shows. So I like that. 
Um, but at the same time, when it comes down to competition, you can tell that they're very serious about it. So I, I really like the dynamics of this episode, and um, well, let's, I'll recap now and we'll talk more about it. So basically, this week was all about rhyme and rhythm and music and stuff like that. The, the nerd war required each team to write their own nerd anthem, as Patrick mentioned. Both teams, and they had basically had 24 hours to come up with not only the lyrics, but also a choreographed dance and perform it. Um, both teams worked really hard, and you found some really funny moments where, um, like, one was Virgil, when he was saying some of his lyrics, and it was just kind of creepy. Um, well, he wanted to do, like, a lot of lyrics that or jokes, science-related nerd jokes, and he was like, but I don't think anybody's going to really get it. And he actually said one or two of them, and I think it was Genevieve was like, what? Yeah, what, what, what does that mean? Well, he was—he was definitely uh, Virgil was definitely the um, nerdiest in that way, you know, like geekiest, I should say. Um, as where Genevieve is more, you know, comic books and and um, superheroes and writing and and stuff like that. And of course, Celeste is a gamer. So, um, but it was—it was a lot of funny scenes while they were practicing and such on both teams. Um, uh, Orange team went with a uh, nerdcore rap. And blue team went with, with a much more catchy tune. What would you classify that as? Just like a, a pop almost? What blue team? Yeah. You yes. Say blue. Yes. Um, I don't know. Pop or alternative ish? Like yeah, house, house techno maybe. Yeah, it, it had a little it had a little more beat than pop, or like like you know a little faster beat but yeah i mean it was it was uh definitely more um popish I'll, I'll say that I'll, I'll have links to the videos on on the website so um let's see so they worked with a music producer and a choreographer like i said and they came up with their anthem in 24 hours and had to perform in front of guest judges garfunkel and oats which i love and mc frontalot who is a nerdcore rapper extraordinaire have you ever heard of him before um, I heard about a guy rap nerd rapper, but I uh, never really. I didn't. As soon as I saw him, I knew that was him. But I just didn't know what his name was. What about Garfunkel and Oates? Have you ever listened to any of their stuff? No, I actually hadn't heard of them prior to the the nerd off church yeah. thing. I put some of their or, videos on our our website before. They're hilarious. You should go check them out sometime. All right. Um. Anyway, so Blextrophy, uh, Team Blue, performed the very catchy "Talk Nerdy to Me." Um, and, uh, I will have to say that, uh, Genevieve and Celeste were looking pretty, pretty, pretty hot in their schoolgirl outfits. Yes, I will have to always say that the schoolgirl outfit will be a classic one of mine. Yeah. But you have uh, to have the schoolgirl outfit with pigtails. Don't ask me why. <laughs> That's just my thing. Um, but yeah, they, they were looking pretty hot and they performed their, their dance moves really well. Uh, I really like their song after they came out first and. I I actually text Patrick because uh, I actually watched it the next day. I text Patrick. I said, "Dude, man, how can um, Orange Team beat that?" Well, unfortunately, Orange Team got on there and did beat that. Um, they had a nerdcore rap, like I said, and uh, each the, the what I did like about them is each one took a different subject matter. Um, uh, I forgot one was science, and they were talking. She was talking about you know going to space, right? Who I forgot. On which team? I didn't hear what you Oh, oh, sorry. Orange team. The what? Orange team. All here is team because you're cutting out. Orange. They they all they each talked pretty much about what their their strong points was. I mean, Danielle talked about um gaming, you know, and stuff like that. World of Warcraft. Moo talked about space, I think, or something because she's something with NASA. She has something, I think. And then Ivan was talking about something with with design. He, yeah, he, they each kind of sung about what their nerd strong point was. So that's yeah, that's what I liked about their song. And theirs was called "Nerd Nerds Are King." Um, I liked both songs a lot. And um, Orange Team ended up winning with a two to one vote in their favor, and they won an afternoon at the world's first all trampoline walled playing court. Now here's the thing with me. Blue teams was more anthemy, okay? Yes, I agree. Because Orange Team rapped their song, and you're supposed to be able to sing along with the anthem. Um, I I really believe that they had a more anthem song. I kind of gonna say that the Orange Team. I think their hook was a little better. I agree. 
They're, um, or they're, yeah, you know what I mean? I think, yeah, I, I mean, for they're it. about, you know, saying, uh, you're saying uh, something about, I'm going to forget exactly how it went, but something about how it's our world and we're the kings of it or something. I, I have to look it up. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's, it, that was on Thursday, and my brain is, hasn't been really been working that great this weekend. Yeah. Well, again, for, for a nerd anthem, I think Blue Team did better. But if it was just, hey, come up with something nerdy, then, yeah, I could see why Orange Team won. But, um, yeah, so Blue Team, uh, you know, had to go up for eliminations once again, and Virgil kind of stepped up and said to Celeste and Genevieve, uh, you know, I want to stay, but if you two feel that you're stronger without me, then I'll just go ahead and put myself up too. Yeah, um, I'm wondering what would happen if they, you know, like, okay, we're going to put up, if they if they vote Virgil and the the two girls vote Virgil, you know what I mean. Like, I I think the um, orange team, the other team has a second uh, choice. Yeah, I don't I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, but yeah, so Virgil kind of stepped up, and I respect him a lot for this. I actually started really liking him in the last two episodes. He stepped up and said, um, you know, if if you two feel like you're better off without me, then I'll I'll go ahead and put, vote myself too. Um, and they did, they said that they, 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 they think they're a stronger team than him and Genevieve is basically what it would have been. Um, and so he volunteered and he went to the nerd off and orange team put Genevieve up. So it was Genevieve versus Virgil in a dance central three competition, which Genevieve was dreading hardcore. Yeah. Uh, Virgil actually played the game, um, for fun before, like before the show he was on the show, but also he was playing it in in a few episodes. Uh, I saw the beh- behind the scenes thing. Ever since like the very beginning, he's always played. He likes Dance Central. He likes you know DDR, and he likes a lot of those dance games. Um, and Genevieve, on the other hand, doesn't. She doesn't really care for that. And she she said she's not really that good at him. Um, Celeste and, uh, helped Genevieve practice pretty much all night, from what uh, Celeste said on her Twitter, um, or maybe Genevieve said it. I forget. And um, Virgil was helped by Orange Team, which is kind of ironic, but, you know. Uh, And then during the competition, Virgil kind of felt really overconfident until Genevieve got up there, and she scored uh, 1,129,000 points. Five stars, flawless ending. She landed the uh, finish, too. Yeah, flawless finish. Pretty much a really, really, really good run. Um, so Virgil's like, wow, you know, this is gonna this is gonna be close. It's gonna be a competition now. So he got up there and tried his hardest, and um, he he ended up also getting five stars. But uh, but Genevieve pulled mm-hmm. it out by no, I don't think he did get five stars. Yeah, because he, he only lost by thirty thirty thousand points. He lost because he didn't stick to finish. Yeah, but he still got five stars. He ended up getting one million one hundred points. Um, so just under thirty thousand less, and he he basically says. If he had got the flawless finish, he would have beat her. He he basically said, and so it came down to the fact that he screwed up on the last move. And he even said, like in one of the interviews, he he kind of said, you know, he, how how it was running through his mind that he knew from the very beginning that if he didn't get that flawless finish, that he probably wouldn't win. And it probably came down to the fact that he was so anticipating it that he did it early, is which basically what happened from the video. Um. So Virgil went home. And then, big announcement, of course. Teams are dissolved, and it's a free-for-all. We now have Celeste. What did I say last week, remember? Yeah, you said it's going to be in the next two weeks. Probably this week is what you said. I said, yeah, it was. I said either this episode or the following episode, they're going to mash all the teams together. Sure enough. Yep. And I, now, watched, I think I watched too much Big Brother and stuff like that, so I kind of <laughs> knew. <laughs> I know what you mean. So now we have Celeste, Genevieve, Ivan, Mugaga, and Danielle left. Um, and it's a free for all, but of course you're going to see Celeste and Genevieve stick with each other and the other three. I'm curious. Um, I think it's going to be, I think it's Moo and, um, and Danielle are going to stick together. That's what I was going to say. I think Ivan's kind of on his own. It's kind of funny. To, well, it's not, you know, it's all girls except for Ivan. Yep. Like I, now I don't know how to take that either. Just, I'm not saying the girls didn't deserve to win yeah. either, but like, it seems like they they made sure they purposely went after all the guys first, well, if except you, for what was her name? Um, 
Sh- crap. Well, come on. That's just kind of the how, annoying one. That's just kind of how it is. I mean, the girls seem to make alliances quick in this show, as where the guys were just kind of like, "Well, we're on team, so we're cool," you know. Well, yeah, that's how it pretty much is in real life, too. <laughs> I, exactly, that's what I'm saying. And I, I think that that's what it comes down to, is the girls st- probably, probably were a little more um, strategic-minded as where the guys were kind of like, well, I'm on a team, so I shouldn't have to worry about that. But, of course... Oh, I don't know about that, but... I'm not... But even when it came to voting, they were trying to pretty much vote for the guys first. That has nothing to do... You could go in there and they could all join in together... Uh, on each team and got all the guys together. If the other team wanted to put a guy up, then they put the guy up. I mean, yeah. that has nothing to do with that. No, I, I mean, I, I just think that yeah, it is kind of interesting. I don't, I don't know if it was, I don't think it's on purpose per se, but just, uh, yeah. Um, also, I think uh, a lot of them, a lot of the the guys were the more nerdy, the more geeky, the you know, like sciency and stuff, and they haven't had a science or engineering episode yet. Yeah. So, and that's what they were saying. You know, get. Uh, and I don't remember if it was this episode or the one before, but uh, if, uh, basically, you know, they want the ones that are strong in that to be gone, you know, the other team. So that's another thing. Um, but there's what, only – huh? One thing I like about them being all matched together is at least it's going to be individually voted now. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Or, or teams. Not teams. Individually, like, um, judged. Because, like, it seems to me like the blue team, every time they had to win it on their own, they won. But every time they had to have someone else, I missed the first episode, so I don't know how the judging was on the first episode. But everyone that I saw that pretty much Orange Team won was the ones with the judging, and the judges always seemed to favor Orange Team. Oh yeah, I I, I felt like that too, actually. And, and the funny thing is, is like with like say with the debate, I I honestly don't know how they voted for Orange Team. Yeah, well, that's kind of how uh, I feel about this last one too. So, well, the, yeah, the last one was up in the air though. To me, that yeah. one could have gone both ways. I like I said. Anthem anthem wise, blue team had a better anthem. Yep. But hook wise, I'm gonna say orange team might have a little bit better hook. Yep. yep. And, and, and so that one was kind of tough. But the debate one for sure, man. That to me, I think blue team completely got screwed on that. But it, every time they had to do a competition where it was just compete against each other, no judges. Um, no judges uh, were saying who was going to win. It was just debate based on them. Blue team won. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I was thinking about that earlier when I was looking at some of the recaps. But um, either way, there's only two episodes left. Next episode, we'll see. Um, I'm guessing. I don't know. I'm not sure how they're going to do it because uh, with five people left, um, usually they go into the last episode with only two people. Well, or we, how do we know that? Because we, we've never seen this game before. I know, I'm saying in, mo- in reality, <laughs> you know most I mean? reality like, shows, I should say. King of the Nerds is a whole new game show, True. so and we the- don't know how they're going to do it exactly because they. this is the first season. And I guess four four makes sense as much as two, so, you know. I mean, hell, it might come down to the last three. They might have a double elimination on the next one. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. And then, uh, well, they could actually have a double elimination on the next two episodes. Yeah, yep, and then the winner, yeah. So, yeah, like I said, only two episodes left. Um, I'm really looking forward to these last two episodes. It's been a great show so far. Uh, I, I, Part of me is saying I hope they do another season, but part of me goes, I don't know. I don't know if it'll be as good as this season because this is the first of its kind. You know what I well, mean? Well, you don't know until it happens. Of course, of course. But, it, I mean, I'd, it'd be interesting to see if this was a one-time – or it will be interesting to see if this is a one-time show or if they're going to try to do it again. Uh, I think they will. Yeah, I think they will too. All right, well, so that's it for the recap. Virgil's gone. We have just uh, five people left and two episodes to go. All right, before we end, I just want to mention one piece of media that I'll have up on the website. Um, for anybody who's been following uh, Final Fantasy XIV A Realm Reborn, um, the uh, Square Enix of Japan has a video released um, showing – Exactly how the gamepad and and controllers will work with this game on the PS3 and if you use a controller on the PS or on the PC, of course. So I'll have that up there. Uh, check it out if you're interested. It's um it, it's pretty you know dry and straightforward. It just shows how the controls will, will work if you're interested. But I'm assuming if you're interested in this game, you've probably played um 
If you're interested in this game on PS3, there's a good chance you played Final Fantasy XI on PS3 or PS2, and it's it's basically the same controls. So that's it for our episode this week. If you'd like to get a hold of us for any reason, let us know what you think or tell us how horrible we're doing. You can email us at kvgto 4 at gmail.com. If you're trying to tell us how horrible we're doing, you can also email us at www.kissmyass.com. That's true, you can. You can go there right now. fpcglobal.yahoo. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> our website is kbgtpodcast.com, <laughs> where you can find this and all our episodes, along with all of the following information. Our Facebook at www.facebook.com slash kbgtpodcast. Dot com. Um, yes. And I, something I'm throwing out there that I we don't throw out every week, and I don't know why, is we are on iTunes. You can subscribe to us and get our episodes each week downloaded straight to your phone or tablet. Or just your iTunes on your PC, if that's what you choose. I didn't want to throw that out because we do not mention that. And uh, um, apparently not all podcasts rely on iTunes, so I thought I, you know, some people might not realize it. Um, if you want to contact us on Twitter, my personal one for my writing and such is Soul Subscriber. No, it's not. Wow, I need to slow down. Let me try that again. My personal Twitter is at Soul Scribbler. Patrick's personal one is at Big Solo Six Four. Our podcast main podcast one is KVGT Podcast, and my my podcast one is at KVGT Jeremy. Our personal blogs, since we're going that far now, is mine is for my writing again. It, it's a, a writer's struggle dot com, and Patrick, you can find him at. PatrickStott64.blogspot.com And both, uh, if anything, if you have trouble remembering, uh, both can be found on our website. Yes, pretty much all these sites connect each other. Um, And I suggest going to check out his his blog. It's a lot of good stories, especially the one he recently wrote I really liked about... um, Regular uh, show? No, 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 no. The WTF moments. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And actually, you know... I, we're in the middle of our plugs, but I gotta say this real quick. I was during my time playing Ghost Recon. Now that game has auto save, so it wasn't a big, big thing. But all of a sudden, I'm playing. I'm in the middle of an intense scene, and all my power on my uh, uh, TV and everything goes out. My cat had stepped on the waiver strip. <laughs> I was like, "What the?" Oh. But anyway, so that was a WTF moment I just experienced yesterday. All oh, right, there so you go. that's that's like I said. I made my own list. That that's the the. If you go to my blog, uh, it's also actually on our KVGT website. If you click on the link, it will take you to my blog. But um, it's my video game, uh, WTF Moments Part 1. Uh, I mean, there's plenty to pick from. It doesn't just have to – I was gonna just going to make one humongously long list. And they're in no particular order, just ones I'm putting out there. So if you want to check that out, go check that out. Uh, actually, my last three posts, uh, the last couple of days, have been all video game posts. Oh, yeah, that's true, huh? All right, now, for our friends, we got the Nerdgasm Network at nerdgasmnetwork.com, as always. The Nerdgasm Network Series Challenge, uh, which me and Patrick have kind of been lagging on, but we still have what? Actually, everybody's pretty much lagged on it. And, um, we still have eight months, I think it is, though, so. Uh, well, I, I, yeah, I, I, we have plenty of time to do it. It's just the fact that the main people doing it right now only is John and I think Josh occasionally. Yeah. Uh, everybody else is kind of falling off. Um I'm going to try to get some more time in. I keep saying it. Uh, but now that I'm about to be done with Devil May Cry, I don't have anything until the second week of March, which will be uh, God of War. So I'm going to tr- uh, Yeah, the new God of War, so, which is kind of funny since my challenge is God of War. Well, there you go. You can write about um, it on there. So I'm going to try to get some more done on that so I can at least get to the, the next game. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, but you can find that at nerdgasmnetwork.blogspot.com. Also, make sure to check out extraplay.info, rpgweekly.com, nocorders.net, superbudgetbrothers.com, and beyondtheheadset.co. Yep. I want to say uh, Nerdgasm Network, I just, I, since I uh, kind of guest host on there, uh, they finally did an episode uh, last week. They were gone for two weeks. Uh, I guess Ryan pulled a Jeremy and got sick out of nowhere, and then he wanted to go see um, – he wanted to go play with Timon and Pumbaa. Uh, and he went and saw the Lion King with his wife, and then uh, John is still over there um, ducking fire hydrants because apparently he's he gets attacked by fire hydrants. So. Yes, I've I've heard he uh, has a fear of fire hydrants. 
No, he actually gets attacked by him. He, that's what I mean. That's why he's, he's, he's... Oh, I should say he's growing a fear of fire hydrants. Yeah, he, uh, he should be. <laughs> They're out to get him. All right, well, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week with uh, a full episode, including our uh, take on the PS4 announcement. Have a good week.